You found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping Nervous Flyers since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. Today I'm joined by Wes Plattel, which is apparently French royalty. You understand? Yeah, is that right? <laughs> so I've been told. Yeah, I've Excellent. never looked into it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much. And this is this is weird straight away because the music didn't play. So, do you want me to hum it? You know. Yeah, I know. We're, music will come on. I promise you for the next one. Although for the YouTube, this will be on as well. It won't. So, uh, all right. But yeah, you. Uh, great to see you we've had we've had chatted in the past uh, about some other things but i'm really interested we think this might be a part one part two so perhaps we could start by just sort of saying that you know tell us a little bit about yourself and yeah who, who are you yeah, sure. well yeah apart from my french world background um i guess i'm just a, a regular dude really i kind of um family guy got my my two daughters married mm-hmm. uh live up in the northwest of the uk um, I work for like a big tech company and um, my my job, as well as our, I suppose, holiday aspirations could, could go anywhere in the world. Um, and so, yeah, work can regularly in- involve um, international travel as well, mm. as, well as you know, stuff within, within the country. Um, and then as far as, you know, holidays are concerned, we, we love to get away. Um, obviously, the, the family are growing up as well start to get to a bit more exciting things um our youngest is she's nine now so she's starting to sort of get a bit more um eventful into into the kind of things that she wants to get involved in as well um and yeah we, we enjoy going you know going to the sunshine um spending the time on the, the beach and the water mm-hmm. parks and all those kind of things too so travel's an, an important thing in terms of life yeah. and uh, and i guess yeah i i offered to do um the podcast just to really suppose I've listened to lots of people tell their story and so much of it is, is kind of, it resonates with you. And then there's so much of it that doesn't. So I think I've probably got one of those, um, I don't know if it's a less common fear of flying or in terms of what, what I've um, come across in my experience, okay. which I thought I'd tell the story of that and, and sort of describe to you, you know how it started and, mm. and where, the journey I've been on, you know, since then as well. So, okay, uh, so just as a sort of a sit rep then. Where are you right now? Are you flying at the moment or avoiding flying? What's your current sort of situation? So current situation is kind of mega because I am currently, I am flying and I have a flight booked for a, like a transatlantic trip to the USA. Mm. So that has been, that's a major milestone. And okay. this is, this is like the milestone to get me back where right. I was to back to, right. back to normal. In my so you're in the Love Fly Facebook group, are you on? Be following us on Instagram as well, or just on Facebook? Uh, no, I don't tend to use Instagram. Don't really use Facebook for anything other than, than your little private group. To be fair, um, okay. and it was always the podcast. I think it was the podcast I came across to start with on Spotify, and then yeah. I'm, I can proudly say still that I've listened to every single one. Oh, and yet, yeah, I've enjoyed those. So, yeah, they've been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, yes. I knew some. 
there are people who listen to all of them, and, and you're in that camp now, Wes. You know, so you've been labelled. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's my uh, friend John Bob, who's you know you see him in the group. And that and you've met him as well. He checks them all that as well, and I think, oh my good, we've known each other thirty six years. And I think that's like a proper friend is now listening to me. That's why I try and say as little as possible. So I'm going to shut up. So tell us your, give us a sort of like up until now your fear of flying story. Sure. Okay. Um, well, while you were saying about the podcast, though, just before I do, I think the, you know, I've genuinely looked at some of them and thought, well, that looks boring. And then I still enjoyed them. You know, there's still, there's been topics in there. I think you, you bring some wit to various things as well, which is quite amusing. Even the audio book thing. And I always recommend that episode 69 to people just because I think it's just a, it, it's a comedy as well as, a, you know, like a genuine. I think so, yeah. I was listening to it the other day, actually, because we're, we're redoing the 30-day program. I was listening back to some bits in there going, oh, my God, that's got to change, you know. And, uh, and then when I listen to the audiobook, it sounds really stifled to me now compared to how I normally talk. But yeah. I suppose when you're reading out text, you have to do it. I don't know. I, I can't bear to listen to myself, to be honest. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my story, I think if I start way back to kind of pre a certain event, I don't really have any proper flight memories or events that I can think of. I just know that we, we went on holiday when I was a child um, and, you know, growing up as well. And uh, I even, I remember always when I was a kid uh, on a certain flight going to maybe Menorca or something, I had a little toy. And as the, um, the air stewardess used coming up and down, I would clip it onto her, sort of the tag as she went past him. And she would sort of, you know, it would be a funny thing when I was a kid and she used to kind of bring it back and we'd laugh about it. That's, I've got that memory in my mind. That's the only, only real memory I've got from flights um, when I was young. That's quite cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was probably it's more than 15 years ago. It must be about 16, 17 years ago. I had, um, I guess, what was my main bad event, and it was this. It was just a bad transatlantic flight, mm. and it was something that just genuinely scared me. And it was just, mm. you know, it, it was basically heavy. What, what I would consider heavy turbulence, and I don't know whether that was actually medium or severe. Yeah. Or not really. I didn't really know about it back then. Um, but that experience properly threw me. And, yes. you know, cabin crew strapped in, people screaming. Um, I literally kissed the floor when I got off at the other end. And it yeah. was like, that That shook me, that knocked me. And then since then... So, I had so very... just give us a, give us a sec, because, you know, that's... I mean, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm trying to curious about the how long did it go away. You know, so it's just a bit more detail so people get a sense of what you're, you've had to battle with. So. Sure. You were uh, going from where to where and what sort of flight was it? Size, yeah. I purposely excluded yeah. that in case anyone had a flight booked coming back and, and it was going to be a, a little trigger. It's going to be a Stein. I think we were yeah. past the soup. Right. So um, it was basically coming back from Dominican Republic. So yeah. we'd, we'd had a really nice holiday. We were coming back over, over the Atlantic. And I can't, I, don't, I can't remember what point in the year it was, whether it was a bit of a stormy part of the year with hurricanes, that kind of thing. But at some point across, you know, the the, the trip, and as I say, this is probably, must be 17 years ago. Um, at some point in this trip, the, the turbulence had started. And then all, what I remember of it is it being, you know, shake, like shaking, banging noises, things getting moved, uh, right. thrown around in the thing. Um, I remember a woman screaming, 
Um, the cabin crew just kind of strapped him and everything. And it just was one of those where I can't remember how long it lasted um, or, or any kind of parts either side of that other than remember getting off at the other end and kissing the floor and, and thinking, I am glad to be back yeah. around again after that. Um, and it could have been that, you know, there was hours of calmness again afterwards. This is just a, a big thing that I remember in my of mind. Course. Yeah. And then, yeah, since then I ended up with various other um, transatlantic flights going mostly to the US um, with work mostly um, and, and, and holidays as well. So Vegas, Boston uh, were main ones that I can remember. And I just always remember since that original bad experience, it was like a noticeable thing all the time coming back over the Atlantic where it was just choppy and the slightest you know, bits were just enough to, to yeah. you know, I'm, I'm the one who's holding the plane up with like waiting Thanks. for the next one. Yeah. Huh. Um, oh, so where's, is it just long flights? So it was so short ones you're in Europe that you're okay? It seemed to be, yeah, and I can I can give you a bit more on that really, I suppose, as it, as it comes into the more more recent years. Um, but that seemed to be the common experience that I had, where it was just bumpy on the way back over the Atlantic, and so I had it in my head that this was always going to be the case. I'd get on the plane. I remember the captain's voice one night coming back from I think it might have been, might have been the Boston one, and we sat down. We we hadn't even moved, you know, to start taxiing, and he just came on the radio and just sort of said. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. It's just one of those nights tonight. Um, we're going to have a bit of chop on the way home sort of thing. And then it was like, right, head on the window and just try and close my eyes and wake up, you know, eight hours later or seven hours later, whatever it was. Um, so that was just my expectation then. And I just went through. So just, sorry, Wes, can I just ask a question? I always, always like this. Would you rather he or she said nothing when you got on board or would you rather know this could be turbulence yeah it's a mixture really isn't it because i know from my own experiences even the most recent flight they said probably gonna have to put the belt signs on again and again and again through the event and flight and then it wasn't actually too bad yeah yeah there was a little bit at the beginning and then mm -hmm. a little bit more that was a bit heavier but then after that it was pretty good all the way home so yeah if, if I, I guess i'm one of those where if if I knew when it was going to be and for how long and how bad it was, I get that straight in my head and I'm I'm okay then. Yeah. It's it's when I don't know when it's coming, how long it's going to last, how bad it's going to be. Um, that's what that's what annoys me, and it is an aggravation as well. I think it's more of a an aggravation thing that I've got to sit through it and put up with it, and I don't know how long it's going to be yeah. or not. So um, I think that's always been the, the case, and and what I ended up doing over the years was kind of very much not enjoying those experiences to the point where I just stopped doing it. And so I think I ended up with, um, where did we come back for it? I was at our honeymoon. We went to uh, Orlando and Miami and places like that. And we ended up flying in and out of Orlando. And I just, since then, which was probably about 11 years ago now, that was the last time I did a long haul. And so since then I would do short flights only. I'd, av I'd avoid the work trips where um, it might have been an opportunity to go and do conferences and the usual things that we would do. I'd avoid the long haul stuff. We wouldn't, I wouldn't even suggest a holiday anywhere that was long haul. It would just be shorter, medium type destinations. Yeah. So for about 11 years, this has been yeah. quite yeah. a serious impact. Yeah. And, and let's say it's not stopped me. It's never stopped me from flying. Um, 
the shorter journeys would be Spain and France, but then also maybe to Turkey. So the wife's favorite place is Turkey. So that's always been twice a year we'd go in you know, May and September and then anything in between to go and visit some family or, or other opportunities that we had. But that that was pretty much the max. Turkey would be there four or five hours. Um, and, and they were pretty much, you know, always a, a fine experience anyway. Um, didn't really have any issues with that. So, um, so then, yeah, I, I would say at that point and all through that period, I was a nervous flyer. And it was this mix of the anticipatory side of it leading up to and it could be days weeks months depending how long ahead i had the notice of where i was going whether it was a work trip or a holiday um and then it would also be that nervousness during the flight so no problem with takeoff no problem with landing even if it's bumpy on the way down again or if i know we're you know, in that last half hour hour i'm not even bothered you know what what it's like coming in but um and then and I had some other little little trips to things like Scotland where it'd be like the propeller planes where they just literally like this the whole way, you know, for an hour trying to hold my laptop on the table while I'm working. And I'm just like, I just don't enjoy this. Don't like it at all. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely classed as a, a nervous fire for a long period. And, and at that point, as I say, I was work, avoiding the work trips for the long haul stuff, which was a common thing. Um, and then I also tried hypnotherapy at this point so i was kind of like i need to just try and knit this and, and get it done so i did three sessions um with this hypnotherapist who was recording things and sort of trying to sort of give you the you know like the, the visualizations and saying stuff and then i would have to listen to these recordings as i was going to sleep at night and after these th like the third session it was just consuming my mind and i, I had to stop and it just i couldn't i couldn't stop thinking about it at all through the day as well as the night i guess what i didn't know then which i wonder is the case from what i do know now is that you know that once you face the fear it can heighten to start with yeah and whether you can then get through that piece to then see it start to come off afterwards i didn't give it that opportunity i think at that point and i wonder if that's where um i could have made better progress a long while ago um well so then uh, i mean you'll do you do you're doing all right. I mean, you're still getting away. Uh, people do often beat themselves up. It, it might have been just it wasn't the right time for you, or maybe it was good enough to do get you to where you are now. And so, yeah, yeah, just trying to stop you, give yourself a kick in. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so then COVID came, and then there was like no flights, as in I did no flights for about three years. Um, so it was like a bit, bit of a savior, but also, yeah, no holidays either, which was a bit of a shame, obviously. And then what happened on the other side of COVID was that I, uh, I got a new job opportunity. So I started a new job, uh, which was about 18 months ago now. And, um, this, not just any job, this was like career aspiration, end game, end goal. This is what I've always wanted to be wow. and do. And so it was like, this is exciting. But it's stressful as well because we've got, you know, like you're wanting to impress in a new role. Um, but it, this is like ever since I started my career out of university, it was like this is where I wanted to be. And, wow. and so it was a, a big, big moment. Yeah. And so all this great thing, all this great start. And then the first thing my new boss said to me was, well, I know where this is going. <laughs> don't, don't worry Congratulations. about it. <laughs> don't worry about too much um, in these first weeks. Um, you'll have all your onboarding stuff to get through anyway. All I need you to do is get your Amex card sorted. Get that corporate card 
corporate credit card sorted because we've got an offsite team meeting and it's in San Diego. And uh, it was like my stomach just churned and I was like, uh, okay. Um, and I have, to, it's like, I feel it in the stomach and then I get this like weird, or used to get this thing and it's like in the back of my head, like a fan just going off where it's like hairs on your neck. Yeah. And um, I just kind of, you know, fumbled through that conversation um, and then spent about two weeks just thinking, what am I going to do? Um, and then it was I like, I think I paid, I don't know, a few hundred quid for an EasyJet course at the time. Get me on that quick. Let's have a look what's going on that. It was all remote. Um, there was the option to book a flight, I think, in the end, but it was, I hadn't never got that far. Um, I spent about two weeks, I think, of the, the full-on anticipatory anxiety stuff again. Um, couldn't focus on the work stuff. Didn't have any appetite most days. Um, and in the end, I ended up having to admit to, to this new boss and just say, I need to tell you something, you know, I've, I'm coming out the other side of COVID. I've realized that I've actually got worse than where I was a bit of a nervous fight before. Um, I'm really struggling with, with what we're suggesting here. That's but just, Dave. It was, and, and I really thought about this conversation many times before I even said it to her. And, um, she just stopped me and just said, stop, do not. Do not worry about that. Um, you don't need to be there. So, you know, I, I want to stop you there. I don't need you to be, you know, concerned or worried about this to this extent. You don't need to be there. Wow. Um, so I, I understand what you're saying. Let's get you, you know, going in terms of, you know, the things that you need to be doing to get onboarded and up to speed and all the other things in the meantime. And and it was like... So how did you feel? Did you feel was that a relief or was that like a... It was two things. It was it was complete defeat because right. it's the, it's probably you know one of the only times I can remember where I've just given up on something and and you know I've never never not got on a flight where you know, thankfully compared to some of the people who who actually you know walked off a plane or never got on a, at the airport etc I've never not got on a flight but I felt defeated at that point that I'd actually done it and then what made it even worse was about a week before the actual trip they cancelled it and nobody went in the end anyway. So it was uh, it was one of those where I probably would have not slower, isn't it? But I would have gone through weeks of the the anxiety piece. So yeah, um, but at the same time, the moment I knew I didn't have to fly, all of that anxiety just went disappeared yeah. completely. Yeah, and it's I think I, I've, I've described it to a few people before. It's it is exhausting with the anxiety piece. So when when it doesn't when it's not there when it's not present, when I know I haven't got a flight coming up, I feel at peace, you know, with the world sort of thing. And as far as I know, this is the only thing that really, you know, stops me from doing things in life uh, uh, and really kind of stops me from from being the person I'd like to be and the you know, do the things I'd like to do. So, um, so yeah, I think I've then spent, um, I guess, time since then thinking, how do I make this right now how do i get back to the person i was how do i get back to doing the things i wanted to do and the next thing that came up was an opportunity with one of our, our customers to go to jersey which involved a flight nice short one great example i guess as a, as a get back on the horse sort of thing and so uh, by which time i'd found the love flight podcasts mm. and was listening to those finding those suddenly very different very useful i'd given up on the easy check course um didn't really sort of work on it and I didn't finish it either. But yeah, this Jersey opportunity came up and it was, a, I think it's an hour's flight from Liverpool 
Um, and it was just, I felt different from listening to the podcast and finding this kind of source of similar people, um, similar experiences, but also some things that made you think about it differently and helped you think about some other ways of, you know, trying it and dealing with it and what worked to some people, what didn't. So felt different, worked really well towards that flight, did the flight. It was great. Even though I think at the time I was sat on the front row on the way out. So this is first flight in a few years. And they, I could, I could see this guy chatting to the captain about something on his pad and he was kind of like, yeah, we're going to have to do this. And this. And it turns out they had to change a tire and the thing. So even though they, you know, there was a slight little, you know, something that was wrong with the plane, had to deal with it. I was sat completely calm. It was a great flight. And when I say a great flight, it was nice and smooth. Um, I know you don't necessarily agree with that in terms of what's a good flight or not, as long as it's got a start and an end. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it was great there and back. And I just felt so different. And so since then, what I also tried to do um, kind of knowing that there would be a next opportunity for work stuff in the US, um, if not other, you know, long haul um, distances and, and locations, um, was I started adding in when I go to London quite regularly, I would try and fly from Manchester to Heathrow instead and just do that half hour one again, just trying to get a bit more experience. So I remember the first one down there it was great. Yeah, this is extra experience, some good exposure. And then coming back one night, I think it was, um, Again, it was only like 35 minutes, but the first 15 minutes, we were bobbling around up through the clouds, didn't really get out of the clouds. And I was like, again, you know, sat there, more of a gripping, tensed, um, oh, this is kind of what I, you know, what I remember now. So that knocked me back a little bit, but I kind of still forced myself to keep doing those little yeah, trips to London. I've done, done probably five or six of those over this last year um, just to try and get a bit more experience in. Um, and then we did a little trip, just the wife and I, it was a bit of a delayed um, trip from our anniversary when we never got a chance um, previously. So we went to Italy for a nice long weekend and it was a little bit further. Yeah. Um, again, trying to sort of build up to a little bit more. And then September or August, September time was the next stage. So then that was Turkey, uh, getting yeah. back to what we used to do, four or five hours. Um, on the way back from Turkey, it was turbulent on the way out and uh, on sorry on the way back just to start with and then they kept the lights on um the captain sort of said you know we think we might have to put the lights on, on a few times on the way home or we might have to stay on you know quite a bit on the way home tonight and then it didn't turn out to be as bad but i also didn't know whether again it was me improving again it felt like you know i was just sitting through it because i remember the wife sat next to me and she's kind of like you're all right when he'd said it on the on the radio and on the whatever we call it in the plane. And um, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. And, but I, I just focus in on watching a movie. I've got my, you know, noise cancelling headphones on. And I don't know if that makes a big difference as well. That's, that was one of the first times I tried as well with the noise cancelling. So the ears are covered and there's a lot of noise drowned out. Um, but that seems to, to make a big difference. As well. Some people have said that. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thought, well, you've probably heard of the podcast before, but I've, I've got mixed views on that. to think, you know, like, because it's fun fine if it's a choice but some people are doing it to like to completely block out the whole flight experience i just wonder if that's going to come apart at some point you know like what if they lose the headphones or yeah um, we're not charging or so yeah do you know what i mean so it's like it feels like something that you go wrong because it's a thing to rely on so but i do get it i mean i would put them on just 
in my society could all people done being that antisocial gear. But I just, um, yeah, I just say, but it's, it's helping you. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so this now brings me like right to present day now. And then so two weeks ago, or maybe a few weeks before, um, we're back from Turkey. That was good. And then I'm always kind of knowing that at some point a work trip's going to come up. And then we basically ended up with work saying, okay, um, we're going to get all the teams together. It's going to be like a fresh kickoff yeah. for the for the, the, the next sort of period. Um, and it's in Atlanta. So it's kind of like, right, this is long haul. This is the opportunity that, that has been, you know, coming. This isn't going to get cancelled, I don't think. Yeah. So, um, so here it is. And so... I was chatting this through with uh, with the wife again, and as soon as I told them, they're like, the girls are like, "We want to go to America," you know, like they're they're kind of like, "We want to come, we want to come," and so this was then turned into, "Okay, what could we do with this then?" So originally it was kind of it was, we were thinking about whether they could just come out and join me. So I'm, I'm out there working for let's say four or five days, and then they could come out and join me, but we'll we'll. We'll tag a bit on and I'll take a week off and we'll do a little holiday while we're out there. Oh, right, see. And so what we've ended up doing is we've ended up booking um, flights for the girls and they're going to come out with me as well, but we're going to actually go to Orlando and then basically do a holiday, but they'll have to occupy themselves. We'll take a drive up to um, Atlanta because the flights didn't work out. Otherwise we'd have flown there as well. But we're going to do, um, yeah, the family are going to come out. We're going to do a, a drive up to Atlanta. I'll do my work stuff. And then we'll go back down to Orlando and have a nice little week's holiday as well and take the little one to Disney and do some pretty cool stuff. So I think there's partly a bit of a, there's a safety net almost for me there that kind of says, you know what, for that first one, it'd be nice to have them with me. Yeah. But at the same time, whenever I'm doing my work trips, it's, it's always one of those where I have quite often kind of sat there thinking, oh, Wish, wish the wife was here with me to see this or to, to enjoy this as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those we thought we'd make it a bit of a, a bigger opportunity and take a little holiday as well while we're there. So, uh, I think that's really good, that, because I know when I go away, yeah, my partner comes with me, I'm a grumpy sod. And I, I'm thinking about work, I'm just thinking about work, you know, so I'm not particularly good. Once work's done, I'm all right. So, I've, I quite admire the fact that you, you think it would be an addition to what enhancement your experience. I think that's. That's excellent. It's a good support. Yeah. 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 And, and I think I thought about that before as well, whether because I fly a lot by myself, has that ever contributed to, you know, some of the, um, I suppose, the, 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 the fear or whether that's kind of contributed in any way to how I felt the experiences I've had. But yeah, most of those times, I think most of the travel I do or the majority of the travel I do is, is by myself with work. So um, it's those, you know, maybe two, three, four times a year that we do get a chance to go and do a, either a holiday or a little break somewhere. Yeah. And we've taken the opportunity to fly somewhere that it would be with the family. So, um, yeah, so it'd be, be nice. I think it's, it's, it does feel like, a, like I say, a little bit of a, um, a handhold almost. But at the same time, yeah, I'm really looking forward to you know, just now trying to get that next one done. Yeah. We're doing that next one, getting back on the uh, the transatlantic uh, horse again so to speak so when you've traveled what what do you tend to say to your partner in terms of what support they need to give you or not I mean, what's your kind of do you have a deal between you that you agree when she's with me or not mm, yeah um no i mean i was saying this too actually when i mentioned i was doing the podcast and you know whether 
would it be interesting to to include her in part two maybe and just you know what is her ex what was he like then? like shut up Wes what was he like <laughs> yeah um, yeah bring her along yeah definitely because she, she's her opinion is man up you, you're being soft what's wrong with you get on with it right yeah so deep <laughs> it's helpful tough love led yeah this one I'll be there with that bit Irish I'll leave it in <laughs> no you can leave that in leave that in um, so that that's her opinion and she was even saying the other day you know the the biggest concern of hers for our flight out to Orlando is going to be what choice is she going to have to watch on the screens you know mm-hmm. is, is it going to be a decent movie or a decent TV episode choice for her to pick from yeah because yeah. the little one's going to be on her movies and Nintendo games and all that kind of stuff so I uh, yeah imagine she's going to be sort of more concerned about that whereas you know this is and always has been a kind of a big deal to me so she she doesn't really you know like ask too much I think unless as I say on the way home from Turkey where we ended up with the the, the kind of bumpiness and it was then just a quick are you okay um yeah we wouldn't necessarily talk about it in any detail and and historically I wouldn't I get talk this about whole, like this double you know, are you okay? Man up. You okay? Yeah. Man up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, it's always felt like it's been my thing to deal with. And so um, it's been me. You know, if I'm out walking the dog or if I'm going picking a little one from school and I'll walk around to pick her up, it's it's my headphones um, listening to the podcast or in the car even sometimes if I end up driving somewhere. So um, I think what she's doing is quite, sounds like it's quite a helpful approach for you, just like uh you know, there, but not overly fawning over you, or you think she sort of sees that it's it's your thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, I guess the other things I, I thought I've kind of summarised where or, or what I think my issue it you know was. Mm. I say I say was because I'm trying to change my language now and say you know I used to have it written down to say what am I scared of, whereas now it's what was I scared of, mm. and and it was basically turbulence. But it's it's not knowing when it's coming. It's the feeling of it. It's how long is it going to last? How bad is it going to be? And I, and I believe it's tied to that experience that I had. Um, yeah. But but you know, in total, it's like having to do long flights with all of the above. That that is just it's an aggravation to me that I have to sit through it, and I don't want to put myself through it. I don't want to do it. Um, I guess as I've got older, it's kind of like how can I leave a, a simpler you no. Know, nicer better life and, and you avoid things you don't want to do anymore so um and then it would be that anxiety in the days or weeks or even months leading up to it um, yeah. and and i was always concerned that you know would it become a problem with work um or would i start to miss out on you know family and work trips as well um so yeah i think there are i see lots of people who also don't like the turbulent side of it um, mm. but as i say when we're coming down if it's the last bit of the flight, it can bobble around fine. I know we're coming through the clouds, all those kind of things. We're heading in the right direction and it's going to be done soon. Um, so that doesn't bother me then. It's when I'm going to wait and find out and sit there. So an airline, so yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So, so you can do four or five hours, right? Which is like only two, two and a bit hours off in New York. Yeah. yeah. There's some sort of rule you've set there. Yes, turkeys, you know, like, so that's interesting. Is, and then also when you're coming in, 
that you've decided, well, that's all right then. It doesn't matter what it does because I know we're coming to land. So, yeah. And obviously, that could be an hour. You could come in inside for an hour, long slot. Yeah. So, it's, it's interesting what, our, what sort of stuff we tell ourselves because then you've got, so if you take a four or five hour flight, Turkey, and the last hour is fine. There's only a couple of hours that you've got to work on. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah, we'll be doing in the uh, in the coming weeks. So, yeah. um, so then, yeah, I, I used to have the, this list then in terms of what can I do about it, which mm. now is what what did I do about it, and am I doing about it? So, the first one was kind of accepting it, you know, accepting that turbulence is just that's a normal thing on a flight, and yeah, um, understanding more about that and that it's not a problem to me or the aircraft, um, and then trying to do those shorter practice flights. I think exposure was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, doing some of the other things that kind of got me out of my comfort zone. I think, I don't, I don't know if you saw, I, I put it on the, the group a little while back where I even sort of went out and flew a little plane because we, we lived near a little airport. Um, just did a little private session and we, my wife and I, we both took turns just sort of having half an hour each flying it around and uh, we had the little one in there. With that. Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Uh, yeah, apart from when it started bumping over, he went over some trees and he's and it started to do this, this, and it was like, oh, this is this is exactly the sensation. This is the exposure thing that you kind of need, but can't say I enjoyed it. Um, but when I was flying, completely different. You're obviously concentrating. You're yeah. in control of it. Control could be a good thing. Uh, I guess a good uh, reason for a lot of this as well. But the first thing he did when, it, when we went up was he was just sort of explaining. I'm in the back with with our youngest. Um, my wife's in the front with one of the controls and then he was basically just saying right so if you do this it does this if you do this it does this and if you do this and he just pushed it forward and everybody just went like this down and I just went I don't like it <laughs> and he just he just he was just you know being funny but obviously didn't realize because I hadn't told him about my nervousness and, and then uh, I think when we were swapping over the girls were sort of going out and he was like you're right you seemed a bit nervous back there and I kind of explained a little bit more then about what, what the situation was and you didn't help you bastard yeah, yeah. <laughs> no exactly um so yeah things like that I think the um listening to the podcasts um has been a big thing other other types of things maybe some of the you know like relaxation stuff or the tried maybe some hypnosis things to have just you know helped calming you down before you go into sleep sometimes um I did try that you take another that you're listening because you know because you're you're you've got a nice little list there but not if you use anything in particular then yeah feel free to plug it um no I think I tend to just search for for you know that that type of um criteria really around you know yeah fear of flying hypnosis stuff or um it tends to be podcasts mainly on Spotify that I'll, I'll tend to search for and, and just bookmark. Um, I did try, I tried that EasyJet one, which had a few different things in there, but I've never really gone back to that. Um, I've tried to talk to people who love flying, you know, generally people who are either pilots or not. And there's a there's a guy I know who's he's a, a pilot for um, one of the sort of commercial, um, you know, like the the delivery long haul stuff. So he's doing long haul all the time and um you know i was trying to sort of test a few of my my learnings with him and ask him about this and that and keep saying well we'll sort of have a proper chat about things and um understand a bit more um i remember i got got sat next to i literally sat next to a pilot on one of those ba short flights to london once as well i just quizzed him constantly for about half an hour 
Um, so again, I found that helpful. That was something that just, you know, listening to them normalize. Do you mind? No, no. I, did, I asked him first to say, do you mind? And he was like, no, no, that's fine. So yeah, that was, uh, it was a good one. That one. Um, just quizzing him a bit like one of your, your previous sort of podcasts with uh, mm. Captain Steve, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I've tracked flights in the tracker app, you know, just looking at where people are going. And again, it's just all that normalization of stuff. Um, going up to the airport, that was a really good one with, with that prep before going to Jersey um, with that gap in COVID. But I, I'd go and drive up to Manchester airport and then we'd sit on the, they have the runway visitor part there and you can just sit literally next to the, the runway yeah. and they're just coming in and out constantly. Yeah. You just watch them effortlessly, you know, go in and out. So again, it's it's just taking that normalization of it, understanding how regular this is um, as opposed to where that constant chatter in your mind is just kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah. Um, breathing, definitely a big thing. I found that to be um, a big difference. You know, that connection between the mental kind of like flipping your lid and, and going off on one in your mind between mm-hmm. like keeping yourself physically calm, um, controlling physically, I think is a, there's a big connection there. And that, that's been something that I found useful to be aware of and kind of notice, you know, what is the, the trigger? Mm-hmm. How does it feel? But control that feeling and then not allow that to then spill into um, the kind of mind going racing as well. Yeah. Um, but also I think that getting help from professionals has been another big thing. So I, I tried the CBT therapy um, and it kind of resulted in, you know, them saying exposure we think is the one that really yeah. is going to help you here. But it was really difficult because of the problem, because of my nervousness to try and find an exposure without actually doing it yeah is is a difficult thing we'd literally be sat on calls like this and he would have me close my eyes and pretend i was you know like on this flight bouncing around on my chair and, and like imagining the light coming on and doing all these kind of things too and um and i guess it was good to talk that through and, and you know understand more about how yeah. the mind works and again that physical connection between that your body and the mind what I then ended up doing after that, because I, I kind of got to the end of the, the the point where they were sort of saying, okay, well, we think you need to just go and put it into practice now. But I had an opportunity to also go and try um, EMDR as well, you know, the tapping yeah, yeah. type therapy thing and treat it more as, the, the reason for that was because the other thing that, that they were saying in the CBT thing was there is actually like this traumatic event that happened. Mm. And so if you look at treating it more as a trauma rather than just the, the kind of talking side of it, mm. would that make any difference? So that's the most recent thing that I've been trying, which again, I feel I'm, I must be doing better because we've actually booked a flight and we, you know, we're yeah. we are going on a long haul trip. So, um, yeah, that, that's been something else that I've tried, which I think has been, um, a useful technique and, um, and part of that using you know, the, the sort of the the tapping or I think other people do left and right eye movements whilst they're actually trying to sort of, you know, load in a, a feeling about something and, um, and being able to sort of, you know, imagine what's triggering you, but at the same time, trying to sort of bring down the way that you react to that. And then again, yeah. using the tapping to sort of install that into the mind. So, um, so that's something currently doing, and I'm going to keep doing that just in the, in the weeks coming up to, uh, to doing the big trip. So, um, yeah, that, that's where we are at, at present day. Okay. So you're doing lots, aren't you? You're doing tons yeah. and tons of stuff there. Yeah. There's got to be lots of, I mean, there's lots of great tips you said, but there, 
there's a sort of a, a determination through that game. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to want to do it, haven't you? I think that there's definitely a big thing around you've got to be, you know, I think the way you mentioned it before, was it the right time or not previously when I tried the hypnosis thing? Um, yeah, not sure at, at the time or whether I really needed to do it then, but you've got to really want to do it um, to be able to kind of bring yourself back around when that, that the kind of the anxious thoughts side of it, I think, can really take over. Yeah. Um, and I, and I can certainly go through blips of an evening. I find it's more when I'm tired yeah. um, that it kind of does that. But then I'll try and notice that and try and think about that being, you know, oh, it's those thoughts again. It's that time of the day again. You know, you're tired or whatever. Um, yeah, large amounts of caffeine doesn't seem to help either. So that tends to sort of keep the yeah, the brain, you know, going into overdrive as well. So it's um, it's, it's yeah, I think an approach that I've tried to sort of use more to try and think about it, categorize it, notice it coming in. And then again, I tie it to, to quite often being the tired parts of the day. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was just less distracted even. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's an interesting one because when you are tired, you have less abilities or less resources, don't you, to solve. And you just, you mean, also you're working very hard. And if you're doing EMDR, you've done some CBT, that doesn't, it's not just the sessions, your brain is, you know, literally rewiring itself in between. It's having thoughts and you're challenging them. So you're working around the session. Well, that's really good. Really good. Yes. I think you do have to chip away at it constantly. There's always that, you know, trying to sort of creep back in. I found myself, when, when we got the announcement at work and they were saying, right, we're going to Atlanta. I remember at the time it was like I didn't get that sudden anxiousness yeah. that kick in, and I was like, "Well, oh, that was weird." And then you know, over the course of the next week, it was like, "When's it going to kick in?" And it was, and it was, it was one of the a feeling of, you know, I'm changing here. I'm feeling like I've made some progress here. This is, you know, the step in the right direction that you've been working towards. This is the result of all this work you've done over the last year or so now. So. Yeah, that was really nice. But then at the same time, your your brain is kind of like, it's coming back at some point though. It's going to be, you know, it's going to kick in. So you've got to keep on top of that. Yeah, you have got to keep on top of it, but you have done a lot of work. So yeah, you have a right. This this is quite a common notice that people, when they when they notice the anticipatory anxiety starts to decrease and stuff, or they, well, the certain thoughts just aren't there anymore. They, they're more surprised about that. It's like, why am I crapping myself? Why am I sleeping? You know, why am I eating on this flight? What's going wrong? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do quite, you do question it, you do challenge that, and, and your mind's kind of like, yeah, why? It, it's a nice thing, but it's also then trying to sort of work out when's it coming back. Then, so yeah, it's one of those. You're trying to, I'm, I'm trying to just keep that, keep chipping away at it, and then hopefully, yeah, nailed in the coffin um, and done. What a lovely expression. Nail yeah, yeah. in the coffin, then we're done. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That was, yeah. Perhaps we needed this anyways. A slightly different metaphor might be more helpful. <laughs> yeah, no. I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> no, well, there you go. Um, so give us your sort of like timeline thing now and how long have we got? Uh, so it's going to be uh, in the first, first of December. We're going to be flying out to the US. Um, so... Oh, 
Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, we, we go out then and then we're out there for two weeks. So I think it's two weeks later that we, we come back again. Um, and then, yeah, in the, in the, the meantime, nothing else in particular planned. I guess if there was an opportunity that comes up short notice, might end up in, in Jersey again or with a flight down to London, but nothing else planned at the moment. So in this, uh, okay. Yeah. So it was a good place that you've got, you've been doing lots of work. You still got a few weeks left. Uh, that's really good. We so we we want some more updates. What that's what press. So if you're all right with that, it's you know because for those in the Facebook group, Wes is in there. So we'll be expecting some. You don't have to do it daily, but just maybe if you'd indulge us, just share a little bit of what's going on for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. In the lead up, yeah, I guess yeah. it's interesting. We like we like to know, particularly because we think you'll come back and do part two with your part. And uh, she can tell us, she, you know, it's just part of the same pipe. Right. Tell us. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll also be quite interesting to ask her how she knows what to do. You know, like what, has she worked out, you know, what the right approach is with you? Because a lot of partners are quite lost so they don't quite know what to do. They want to sort of make it all okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure she does anything, like so, unless I asked for something, I think it's just more, yeah, just a quick check in now. It's recorded, all right. You do know that, do you? <laughs> yeah. Better uh, you going on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think the, you know, we we're saying about the, the lead up and, and just kind of logging that because I'm obviously, I think about it all that, you know, like throughout the day, every day. Um, and it's been nice over this last week where there have been some parts of some days where it's like you realize a few hours later I didn't think about it for a bit now and I'm looking for those you know bigger bigger gaps now and yeah. um, and trying to sort of see that you know come through yeah. um might, might be a balance again because it gets closer and then there'll be more right it's only two weeks away now it's only a week away it's only a days away um and it'll probably just get to the point where it's like, just just get it done. I need to get it over with so I can, you yeah. know, then measure the after. Um, but I think for it does seem for a lot of people, and, and I've found as well, that that lead up to it and the, the days or weeks of, of thinking about it can often be worse than the actual yeah. flight itself. Yeah. And you just go with it. But um, I, I always found that I with the turbulence as well, it was kind of a, you know, you have the, the fight or flight reaction. But I was freeze, so it was fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah, and I would just like tense and just kind of I'm like waiting for it to to just be done, or I'm trying to focus on, yeah, trying to focus on what I'm watching or reading or working on at the time, and then just get through that. You know, I'm bearing that mo- that minute only mm, yeah. until it's done. Um, yeah. And I've even had lists of things to sort of use as a backup and say, right, if you feel uncomfortable, go to one of these. And I've never even got to the point of getting that list out, you know, to say, what's next? Listen to this. What's next? Read this. Think about this as a mantra. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of in that moment, frozen, and and, uh, and it's kind of gets through it. So, Well, you were. I mean, yeah, it would be interesting to see whether that shifted. Because the EMDR works by sort of reducing the power of things like that, you know, so it becomes like a bit more of a non-event. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If, I, I would say anybody, no matter how happy a flyer they, they suddenly went encountered turbulence. You know, as I said, that not hit encountered turbulence quickly, and they weren't expecting it. I think anyone with an issue, oh, is that 
and then yeah. what happens next is so i think because you've been doing that work to reduce i i'd be i'd be really i'd be surprised if you're not noticeably better you fly yeah i already found that on the way back from turkey as i say it was it was one of i was aware i was kind of watching my my movie at the time enjoying the movie and just yeah felt felt less bothered by it um on that on that trip that's great so, yeah that'd be great i'll be just i just can't wait to hear how you get on so you're gonna so maybe we'll have to get you back maybe you can come join us in i don't know mid december or early january and just let us know what went well you know what what what's improved you know yeah 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 certainly the the, the milestone as i say is get that done and then to me that is me back to normal back to what you know what what it used to be then so it's not kind of trying to avoid these trips it's it's not even you know being unfazed by when these trips do come up but all those it's looking for opportunities you know we have we have things we've worked there was one recently and the other guys were kind of like we might get to go to japan with this one and and i'm kind of like well no <laughs> no thank you <laughs> uh but at the same time i'd love to go to japan you know i i can't even you know the, the culture side of it i've never experienced that side of the world so um yeah it would be getting beyond the avoidance into not just um yeah. the you know like the, the welcoming of those opportunities but looking for other opportunities as well it's yeah. i want to get back to that i think you're right you know like people learned about it you've got fantastic opportunities at your fingertips and you're not able to use them um, and that's yeah. the sort of shit that eats you up later. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you're actively moving towards it, you've still got the ability to do these amazing things. It's fantastic news. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, final words then. Um, thank you for sharing the story. It's been great. And we'll sure look forward to hearing the update. All right. If there's anything we can do, just shout. Put some stuff in the Love Fly group. But just as, like, maybe just a little sum up. You know this is coming. Any sort of like, if you had to give us a couple of top tips that you'd learned along the way, or last messages of hope, or my be? Yeah, um, I think that my my main tip has got to be around the exposure. So, and I, and I'm talking from my experience in terms of you know like the there's the for me it was turbulence, but generally, how can you find exposure to it to, to gradually work back into or gradually work towards if you've never even done it before and so things like visiting the airport and just sitting by the runway and seeing the planes going mm -hmm. out there's even it's really sad but there is even there's a youtube channel that i watch all the time called airliners live and they they just chat about all sorts of stuff you know what pies they like or um you know some event that's coming up or what they were doing at the weekend but they're also talking about yeah. the planes coming in and out where they've been where they're going and you can just watch these you know a mate like the a380s i was yeah. i was almost gutted we weren't going on something like that yeah. to uh to the u.s trip coming up just to have the opportunity to be on you know one of those those huge latest aircrafts but um yeah whatever you can find in terms of that exposure piece and whether that's we've talked about virtual reality before you know is there a vr thing is there a yeah. um you know just standing next to the airport is it going to um a simulator and seeing what it's like to, to fly or is it you know just sitting in the the, the coffee shop in the uh, in the entrance of the airport 
um, yeah, what, what can you find in terms of exposure? And it might be that you need to sort of be more gradual about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the more you can get used to it and normalize it, I think that's the, that's the key. Um, what was the other question? That's it. All right. Good words of hope, you know, any oh. tips or words of hope, last messages of hope. I think you've, you've got to not give up. You've got to not give up because it's so easy to just go, okay, I'm just going to leave it. I'm just, I'm just going to instead think, yeah, I'll just not do that. And I'd have to worry about it, but I really, really want to get over my, um, my issue. And it's kind of, how do I, this is the only thing that holds me back from all the things I want to do. You know, everything else in, in life and goals, you know, whether it's home, career, business, whatever we've done, mm. you know, I've been successful in doing those things. This is the one thing that stops me from doing certain things. Do not give up on that. You know, if you, if you want something, you need to not give up on it, whatever. And there will be setbacks along the way, but yeah, keep trying, keep trying. Love it. That, that's, that's your drop your mic moment, isn't it? That one there. <laughs> what is it? Absolutely brilliant, mate. We're looking forward to part two. Good luck with your preparation between now and then, the first uh, two weeks of December. Yep. What a great experience that's going to be for uh, your family as well. I just think it's phenomenal. And uh, yeah, we wish you all the really best. So if we can do to help, just shout, keep doing what you're doing. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll keep going, keep going. Make sure you hum the music on the way out as well, just so it feels a bit more normal. Eh? I'm not going to do it. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I will speak to you again very soon. Thank you, Wes. Great. All right. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk, and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30 day program and our on demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time. <laughs>